under your butt. I'm quite surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. I love the slow build of this. Like you're, you're building towards something. Like, It's a, it's a fairly manly vocal. Oh, and by the way, uh, Fiance and Mr. Spotlow, Seth Spotlow, they're both here. How you guys doing? Pretty good. How you doing? And y'all went and saw Perfect Circle last night. Yes, yes we did. How was it? Freaking awesome. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Freaking yes. Okay. Okay. Now, I have to admit, I haven't listened to much of their music. So let me ask this, where I'm going tonight, just based off listening to Highway Star. What is their vocal like? Is it like a deep, manly vocal? <laughs> no, very high. Oh, the high pitch just yeah, come back. Very, yeah. No, no, no. No, it's not. It's not super high. It's it's just a, a very high manly pitch. A high manly pitch, like yeah. a tenor. This guy wanted to be an opera singer in high school. Okay, so he's got some power to he's it. He's got some way power. Yeah. Hmm. Because I feel like there was a period there where your rock vocalist is not high. Like, he just, hey, yeah. Like, real high pitch, real, like, over-the-top searing kind of vocals, I think. And it's a knock against the band, the one knock, Getty Lee and Rush. It's like, ooh, it's yeah. a little much with your high pitch. But then it went through a different phase where it got, like, real deep. And so I guess these guys strike a perfect balance. Yeah, it worked yeah. out real well, man. Yeah. Um, right. Man, has been around since the 90s. Really? Yeah. Since the early 90s. Probably 89, maybe. When the first Tool album came out. I don't know. Yeah, early 90s. So, was it... The, the type of concert that I think is a success is when you kind of have an out-of-body experience, and, and it doesn't have to go that far, but you sort of lose yourself. Yeah. In the music and the concert, did this happen to you two last night? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, there's only a few things in life that can do that. Yeah, very much so. And I had a, a near death experience. <laughs> oh, you really? Yeah, I didn't know you, you actually had a near death experience. Yeah, I, I flipped my old van yesterday. Call oh. calls me yesterday afternoon. Hey man, you want to hear a funny story? <laughs> he does this all the time. It's yeah. something always happens to him, and. Uh, He's like, hey, man, you want to hear a funny story? I was like, yeah, what is it? I flipped my van. <laughs> okay, so set this up. I mean, number one, the van. Model, make. Um, 
2000 Chevy Express van, uh, the delivery van from 2000s, um, just a, a white mm-hmm. van, something you, the kids dealer. You know, Stereotypical not, yeah. child thief. Yeah. Right, and if you're not a delivery driver, then right. you're some pervert. Full of tools and parts and weight. Good. Okay? Good. That's a good thing to have it full of. 410,000 miles. I was, I was cruising to Troy, and I was 15 miles away, and... Um, uh, there was a storm I was coming up on, and it had just started raining because I was catching up to the storm. Mm-hmm. And it dumped a bunch of rain before I had gotten there. Well, I was, I don't know, 70, 75? Speed limit's like 65, 70? Right. Something like that. Not yeah. too bad. Not too bad. And <clears throat> half the road had about six inches of water on it. And when I hit that six inches of water, it turned me to the left. Mm. And I, I, I mean, you can't do anything. So, no. And I had my seatbelt on, luckily. And I held on the steering wheel, and I just kissed my butt goodbye. And uh, so this thing actually flipped. Yeah, it, it slid to the side and it went in the median. And I, I slid for probably forty foot. And once the grass and stuff started building up on the tires, it boom, boom, boom. I don't know if I flipped once or twice, but I ended up being right side up. It slammed me back and forth. You wow. Know? Yeah, and I ended up being right side up, and uh, I was like. Whoa, and I was facing a different direction because I was coming this way, and when it was all over, I was this way. Mm. And uh, I got all my stuff together, and I was wet because I had a cooler that had water, so there's water everywhere. And I uh, I found my phone, I called old boss man, uh, had to go out there in the rain and deal with people because people were starting to show up, and I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine, blah blah blah. And I was like, Can anybody pull me out? <laughs> so I uh I had to talk to all the folks, and then the tow truck came, and he pulled me out, and I drove that van back to the house yesterday. Isn't it weird, though, like, if you have that... Well, I don't know if that's, like, a near... By near-death experience, it's the, the NDEs that were, like, somebody really is, like, dead for a second. Oh, man. And they, like, see something. Like, and they've tried to do experiments, like, it, to validate these things where they'll put, like, a strange object. Because the experience, a lot of different people don't know each other or have described, is an out-of-body one. Like, they rise up from their body, and they're, like, looking down on themselves and then the room. So, these experimenters put, these scientists put, you know, like, a weird tennis shoe in one corner up top of the room. And they failed the experiment, the people who had the experience. But, no doubt, people have had... These experiences. I don't know what they mean, but they've had them. I've heard the same stories, but people didn't. Right. They oh, like they're near they death did. and no, no, they did the out of body experience and they didn't fail the test. They uh, they passed it. They passed the test. Yeah. Like in which way? Like they would tell you what was in the room. You would let them go to sleep, and they mm-hmm. would have lucid dream or out of body experience or whatever, and tell you what was in the room. But, but weren't they in the room when they were in the seen? next room, two oh, doors down, room. two rooms down? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm getting lied to. Oh no, I'm not doubting it. It's just, but it's weird how a brush with death. Did you feel a little high afterwards? Man, I, adrenaline was pumping. I yeah. had to deal with these people. It was raining. I was wasn't dead, you know. And um, you're not even that bruised up. Yeah, my I hurt. My neck and my back Whiplash. and my shoulders. Mm. My, I feel like somebody really punched me hard in the shoulders. We high five last night. It hurt real bad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Best thing happened at show last night. I was like, man, they're always late. They're always late. Okay? Tell him. It's his, <laughs> his story. He, he, I'm sitting there, and I'm 
enjoying uh, who was it? Wes Borland. Yeah, the guy from Limp Biscuit. It <laughs> <laughs> was the opener. Wow. Yeah. Right at eight o'clock, that he come on, and uh, I'm kind of enjoying it. And he gets up, and wanders around, and makes a million new friends. And uh, opener's over. We go hang out and wander around and sure. meet some people. And uh, I go back to sit down, and he's still wandering around. He comes back to me and says he's talked to some of the people in the VIP and was telling me about all these wine-tasting stuff. But they were told that the um, Maynard was starting right at 9 o'clock. And he was telling me that. And I looked over. The dude next to me had his phone out, and I watched the time changed from 8.59 to 9. I slapped him. I said, dude, it's 9 o'clock. Woof. Lights just <laughs> just like that went out. Yeah. Stage lights come up. Nice. Everybody's walking out on stage. And the, then the show begins. And it was perfect. Freaking awesome. Yeah. Moral of the story is the guys weren't late. They're always late. But they weren't late they last weren't night. They were on time, boy. I was like, yeah, man. Because last time they'd been in uh, in Birmingham, it was 14 years ago. And I was wow, there. Wow, that's been a while. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. And... Uh, what is I mean? What is the fan base like? What's the vibe you get? Is it a certain group, or is it a diverse okay. crowd? Or there is there is one common thread, mm -hmm. and that's the color black. <laughs> <laughs> but while I was standing in line for merch before the show, I saw the the range from it like it looked like a twelve year old girl, mm -hmm. and in little girl. To an old guy with a walker at the show. Both of them. To the, every 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 array of the human species was there. Pretty much all wearing black, though. But all wearing black. Yeah. Okay. And okay, I get it. At the end of the show, we're fixing to leave. We're sitting in the car. He's down on some Polish dogs. I'm talking to my buddy, and all of a sudden, this dude with a like a blue mohawk in a wheelchair comes rolling down the hill fast right in front of us yeah like <laughs> it was the, well he was apparently his car was parked down at the other end mm -hmm. and he was just taking advantage of the small slope in the the parking lot yeah i don't want to, have to push myself but yeah the whole he way. was just scooting was, he was flying uh, dude. <laughs> do you think he was at the risk of flipping over no. <laughs> oh, I have my, no, I yeah. hope not. No, I, I think my not. only near death, my brush with death, was the police. Seriously. Like, we were shooting a movie over on Highland Avenue. Like, stupid little high school movie. Like Cops and robber, robbers thing called Smith and Wesson, after the gun. Mm -hmm. And uh, Smith and Wesson were trying to apprehend the criminals, and we're at the scene that we're shooting is you're at the criminals' lair, like our little you know house. And it's actually my uh, guy's my current roommate. It's his dad's old business, place of business. So we're allowed to be there, like we're, we have complete permission. They knew what we were doing, and so the scene is like somebody's gonna the robbers, the bad guys are gonna peel around the corner, hop out of the car. They're wearing, like, pantyhose on their face and, like, stupid big canvas bag that has, like, big money sign on it, dollar <laughs> sign on it. It's just campy crap. We were in high school. But our big idea was, Joey, you stand at the door like you're a guard. 
I was, you mentioned all black, decked out in all black, black paintball mask with a black beanie, I believe. So I'm like in complete black. But I'm holding an airsoft Uzi. It has the big orange tip on it. But I have to say, and we all mentioned it when I got into the garb, like, you look pretty badass, dude. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I feel badass. <laughs> Something about when you put a mask on, or like, I always felt that way when you put the football uniform on and the helmet. It's like, mm, ready to go. Ready to go. And But if I, I could probably find the video, and it's still in the movie we shot, you see this around the corner, this nondescript van, you know, poke its nose around the corner and then pull back. And we finished shooting the scene, and one of the guys says, I think I saw a black and white pull up. Maybe we're being too loud or something like that. Well, let's put the stuff up the camera away, and let's just relax for a second. And we do that, and we're, I remember just leaning on my buddy's station wagon, and I hear crunch, crunch, crunch on the gravel. And three cops around the corner like guns up and ready to go mm-hmm. and they pull this number they like they see us and they drop the gun down for a second and go like what the and then pull them back up again like we weren't what they were expecting <laughs> and so they're like what are you doing here it's my dad's place we're allowed to be here we're just shooting a movie don't shoot us ah and then they're like, okay, okay. And then another cop comes hauling ass from around the corner. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Anyway, they thought we were, like, pulling armed robbery or something. Wow. Some one of the neighbors called us in. And uh, where my brush with death is, is, like, a cop came up to me after everything's, like, settled. Oh, we all just shooting a stupid movie. Hey, Sarge, look at this. Uh, one of the cops came up to me and said... You know, you're lucky, son. I had a shot. I almost took you out. I'm like, when? It's like, when you were standing next to the door, playing armed guard. I almost took you out. I don't know if he was being, like, over the top or if he really, they were, like, ready to shoot me. And I can, I remember them saying, well, I mean, I, Captain, Cap, I mean, the, the, sometimes the criminals will put the, the orange tape on a real gun. So, you know, you can't tell. My goodness. Oh. <laughs> but I remember that feeling of after being held at gunpoint and said, get on the ground and, like, searched and all this stuff. And then to have a guy actually come up in my face and he wasn't messing around going, I almost killed you, shot you. It gets your blood boiling a little bit. Sticks and I with felt you. so alive. <laughs> Sticks with you, man. I wanted to go, you know, make babies. <laughs> I wanted to tell the story to everybody. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Brushes with death are, are very much an out-of-body experience. And it, it, I'm trying to think. Out-of-body experiences in life. Concerts. There are some concerts that can do that. Like, you just... It's like a modern-day shaman or shaman. These A lot of rock concerts can mm-hmm. be. And the visual crazy. Right. You just get so caught up in it. Um, I can't say, like, being in church proper I've ever gotten that. Um back when I was a believer, I think there were moments like out in retreats, these sort of things, where you just see the wonder and awe of nature in the world. And yeah, I think I've had a few of those moments where you're kind of taken aback. Um, sometimes with sex, not every time. Um, you know, the type of like when you finish that you remember all your favorite childhood songs. <laughs> yeah, that's a good night. That's a good night.
like everything becomes meaningful. But I'm trying to think of other out of body experiences. Dreams, man. I, I mean, I always have. I have lucid dreams. I mean, yeah. I, likewise, I, I, I read the books and stuff when I was in high school because I, I, I was a loser. And uh, oh, you weren't a hey, loser. Well, hey. Uh, but either way, I read the books and stuff, so it kind of sticks with you, man. Having losing dreams, being able to control that stuff. And I, I mean, nowadays it doesn't happen much, but then when it does, it's super cool. You know? Nice. Okay. I, I was always a fan of flying. <laughs> flying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ever have those dreams where you yeah. fly? Oh yeah. How would you like to be able to do that whenever you? No, I re- I know exactly what you're talking about. I had a dream, and I still remember from when I was a kid, where it's like, oh no, I'm falling off a cliff, and then I went, oh no, I'm dreaming. I can fly. <laughs> And I, like, flew up into the sky and then dove down into the ocean, and there was this huge mythical beast. That's I have, awesome. I have never been able to do that. And I was, like, with it, a wave of my hand, be gone, beast. And it was gone. It's like, I'm powerful. Sounds like a Tenacious D song. You've never had a lucid no, dream, uh-uh. fiance? My, mine are, are I, I never, I don't remember half of them hmm. anyway, but the ones that I do remember are either extremely... Um, grotesquely happy mm-hmm. <laughs> or horribly terrifying. Hmm. Like a true nightmare. Yeah. I had one where it was like a little I guess we can't say midget anymore. Little person. Might have been an elf. Might have been a dwarf. Some combination of all those. Chasing me with a knife. It was freaky. Didn't catch me. Leprechaun? Yeah. Might Saint have been a leprechaun. Might have been a leprechaun. What's grotesquely happy? Man, yeah, one is grotesquely happy. That's why I laugh so hard. I'm sorry. I, it's just... It's just one of those, like, white, white picket fence things. It's like... You're almost there. It's... it's, But it's too much. See, that sounds like a nightmare to me, the white picket fence. Yeah. No! Things are too good and normal! Run yeah, away! you got to have something different. Who wants to be that everybody else on the block? A lot of people do. Oh, well, I'm that guy. It's <laughs> Halloween all the time at his house. <laughs> no, I'm not that extreme, but fair well, enough. It's just... Dude, I, I just... It's one of those things. I st- I am still so happy that I, I worry I'm going to wake up. <laughs> it's that's, that's what... I mean, that's the kind of stuff where it goes. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, man, that's deep. I, I, I was going to tell him that you called me when you had that lucid dream the other week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, what, 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 he was, was like, dude, I was like t- really messed up, went to bed early that night or something. He was out of town or something. And mm-hmm. uh, he was like, and I, I had the lucid dream. I was like, I had two dreams. He said, the first one, I was having a threesome. And the second one, I was flying. And I really enjoyed the flying one. (laughs) 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 Well, I'm 35. Combine combine those two dreams and you have my interest beat. Wow, then you're on a cloud. Yeah. Is this song... um, is it a little too much after your uh, your flip in the van? Oh no, we're good. We're good. You, you all right to drive these days, or are you a little scared? He drove. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought. So I thought you're gonna be a little traumatized for a while. Yeah, when I drove today, it was a little weird. Weird. Yeah, it was raining too, so I believe you. I've been thinking about it. It's been on my mind a lot. Well, you'll get back out there tomorrow. Do it. Well, you're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Coming back, 
want to address this uh, this 30-year-old schmuck that's in the news. Did you hear about this guy? Uh-uh. His, his parents literally had to sue him to get him to leave the house. Wow. We'll talk about it after the break. Be right back. to talk about a big fat idiot, guys. Which one? Oh, there are a lot of them, I know. Oh, and sometimes I look in the mirror in the morning and say, ah, right. I've seen the boob and he is me. Um, but in this case, oh, and Emily just messaged me. Uh-oh. Says she karaoke's this song. She's come to karaoke. Friday. Would that be okay? I guess one day we need to go out to uh, 84's neck of the woods and do that Mexican karaoke out there. Yeah, we could probably pull that off. Well, if you want to go too? Yeah, no, don't even do it. You're getting, uh huh. And she's at home going, uh huh. Yeah. I mean, do you really have to play it up when you do karaoke? No. Like walk out like you're part of like some 80s metal band? We're going to. Look at all this hair and beards. Yeah, We're headbanging. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, here, let's talk about the big fat idiot. Because there are a lot of idiots out there. Um, and there are a lot of suckers, too. I think y'all were telling me about one um, at the concert. Oh, yeah. Well, am I talking about the guy or the girl? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, anyway, no, the guy I have in mind, his name is Michael Rotundo. That's an unfortunate last name, especially in middle school. Michael Rotondo, the 30-year-old, whose parents had to resort to suing him, legal action to evict them from their home. He's claiming he's not a millennial, though he is 30. That's like right in the middle of being a millennial. He's having a hard week, though. His parents, well, they got a favorable judgment from the court after he was told to vacate the house where he's been living for eight years, rent-free. Parents gave him five written notices in the last few months and even offered to pay to get him a new place. Sounds like a fair deal. Yeah. But Rotundo said he was owed six months' notice. What? In Alabama, it's like two weeks. Right. So, Rotondo goes on CNN, Brooke Baldwin on CNN, and they're, of course the media is playing this up as like, a millennial, the millennials, the millennial entitlement. Like, whatever. Uh-uh. Yeah, like there are never any lazy bums back, say, in the 60s in the boomer generation. Exactly. And Gen Xers are always on the up and up. Anyway, the generational warfare... Gets thrown out there. This is an example of millennials being entitled, literally not wanting to move out of their parents' basement. 
they found a juicy story. I'll give them that. But this is what Rotondo says in the CNN interview. Quote, I would say that I'm not really, that I'm really not a member of that demographic that they're speaking to. Him talking about millennials. I'm a very conservative person. The millennials that they're speaking to are very liberal in their ideology. What? Shoe fits where? Oh, come on. Now, most people define millennials as anybody born between 1981 and 1996. So I'm a millennial. I was born in 88. Yeah, I was born in 83. So you're a millennial. That's that's yeah. wrong. I work way too hard to be called that. I mean, how about you? I, I was born in 83 as well. Yeah, so I, millennials. I was, we're millennials read, here. Yeah, well, I read somewhere that we're zennials. Well, zennials? Me, me, me and him are. Because you're in your 30s? Well, yeah, it's the like it's the, the Star Wars days, like hmm. 79 to 84 or something like we that. We grew up with the computer. Yeah, I did too. Like when it was growing up, so were we. We remember the green yeah, screens. I do too. And you remember Windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it went, and we were in like junior high for all that stuff. And but then, yeah, well, that's that's you're right. I know where you're going. It was we we had an analog childhood yeah. and a digital adulthood. Mm-hmm. So we went through both of that. No, I, I pretty much the same experience here. I feel like it just has to do with like the that work ethic, work ethic, work ethic. I yeah. think a little bit of pride too. A lot of because I mean I've had to go back home, and initially it was just to get on my feet and find a job. After graduating from college, it's like okay, I'll move home for a little while. I did not like living there, and I got out as soon as I could. And I moved back home when mom got sick. And that was obviously reason those reasons. Um, but I did not like living at home. And I'll accept something from family, like, if they want to help me out. But I don't like asking. Like, I, it just, it hurts. Like, I should be a man. Five eviction notices. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so, five times. And they're not saying, like, just get out like they should have. They wrote it out. They should have said, like... Just get out. We don't care what happens to you at this point. Yeah. But they even offered to pay for his place. That's way too nice. Anyone do that? I would have just left. <sighs> I wouldn't, man. Mm. It's messed up, and he doesn't have a job. Shocker. Doesn't have a job at all. He doesn't want to reconcile with his parents at all. I guess he's just going to go on a big media tour for being a lazy a-hole. Uh, probably it's not uh, probably not going like he thought it was going to go well and he looks like he looks the part long long hair not luxurious and well kept like mine but long long ratty nasty hair let's look this guy up Michael Rotondo let's look images yeah there he is oh he's got Eric's beard my hair <laughs> and he's not even in the suit. Even he, in his suit, he looks terrible. He looks, he, he looks like crazy. A cross between uh, like a, a child molester and <laughs> somebody to have a work van, and but not for work. <laughs> a hippie version of like Pin. Yeah. Oh, of oh, Pin Gillette. Yeah. Yeah. It's the suit. He didn't buy that. Somebody bought that for him. His lawyer was like, here, we're going to get you out them pajamas and that greasy white shirt, mm-hmm. and we're going to put you in a suit, and please wash your hair. Well, yeah, just, it's not a generational thing. It's uh, certain people. And just certain people 
do not want to work, do not want to take responsibility for anything. And I'm saying this, and I've made all the mistakes. Okay. Certainly have made all the mistakes. Where I, I'm in radio. That is a conscious choice. Nothing wrong with it. I don't do this job for the money. I mean, I do. Please keep signing my checks. <laughs> but, you know, like, there's things that I could probably do that would be much more miserable and tedious, and I could make more money, but I like having fun. Yeah. I like having fun. So I'm like, if I can make money and have fun... That's the life. That's the goal. Because you know how many people out there wake up and hate their jobs? Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody can mean everybody but a couple people. Well, and there are days where this feels like a job, but most days it does not. And I'm... I'm the luckiest guy on earth. Well, no, I'm not. Get him, Captain. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not the luckiest guy on earth. Like, I saw there's some promotion. Like, I think it's a Swedish travel agency. Like, you apply, and you and a, a friend can live in this incredible, like, house, and then your airfare, all your travel expenses are paid for, and essentially what they want you to do to advertise their travel agency or their airline is... Uh, to just blog about vlog about it like come up with creative ideas of where you want to travel in the world and film yourself doing it oh. in an entertaining way like what a sweet gig yeah, those exactly. are some lucky SOBs you get to travel for a living but I have a feeling it wouldn't be like us like if we applied even if we had some of the greatest ideas like we want to sneak into Afghanistan and piss on Osama Bin Laden's you know, yeah. former warehouse. <laughs> no, it, anything like that. No, 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 no. I think it's probably going to be some two, two hot chicks. I have a feeling. Just check out Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be two hot chicks. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm not knocking hot chicks. No, I like hot chicks. But you're probably right. Sex right. sells. Sex sells. Yeah. And it, especially but not all of this. We women. got a lot of it. It's just the wrong kind. Yeah. We're, it's a bunch of average white dude up here. <laughs> 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 but this guy, I just, uh, I, the story drives me crazy. That's why I keep, I'm going on about it. Because it's like, I would have been much, much harsher than his parents were. I guess he got to go to court and all process. I would, if I was his father, I'd kick his ass. And then have my day in court for like, why'd you do this to your son? And tell him the story. It's like, yeah, he deserved to get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened to me. I would have gone to work and, and whatever shift I was working, I would have come home and all my stuff would have been neatly piled on the trailer in the yard. Right. Door locks, chains. Yeah. yeah. It's And there's something about having your own place. Even if it's your own room and you're like living with roommates. Like having your own place is liberating. I've, I can't imagine having to live at home and try to go live an adult life. Man. And I'm not talking about if you're down and out and you need a place to stay for a little That's while. different. Eight years. Ooh. Now, I, 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 when I got divorced, I moved back home with my parents. Of course. That's oh, what right. you did. From Andalusia well, up here. That's what you did. That's what I mean well, by down I and out. It's, it was like seven years because, until I was financially stable enough to... Well, that's because you were nuts. Well... Just say it. Not nuts. He wasn't nuts. I he was, was in a bad sad. place. Sad and irresponsible? Or sad now. and responsible? Sad and irresponsible? Yeah, sad and irresponsible. I don't know, I'm asking. Well, I mean, I... I, We're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Chemical imbalance is a a thing in my family. It's a real thing. uh, Father has depression, I have depression. Okay. And uh, went through a a couple of bad spells a couple years ago. 
I can understand that. So, I have friends who yeah. are going through that too. I'm not, and that's where people have to be careful too. Like, oh, you're living at home with your folks. I just did it. You can sound like I'm crapping on anybody who's living at home with their folks. There are good reasons yeah. Yeah. for support. Now, but that is not one what he did. If at any point, even even in my depths of sorrow, I, dad was like, hey, you got to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be like, okay. Right. S- Seth, you got an extra bed? <laughs> right. You would have figured it out. I would. Yeah, I would have got out. Right. Well, mm-hmm. I just it just came to me. And... On one hand, in one hand, say the right hand, you get this complaint like all these t- late twenties, thirties living at home with their parents. <sighs> Go get a job. Go live your life, young man. It should be the prime of your life, not staying in the nest. You hear that? I mean, I've heard it plenty. Then on the other hand, you get society's falling apart. Nobody like really stays in touch with family and looks out for one another. Like you can't have both. It's one thing to mooch, but like if somebody has good reason to live at home and look after their family, you have good reason. Yeah. I just But a mooch, a whole different story. This guy comes across as a mooch. Uh huh, look at that grin. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I was gonna be on national news, I might might trim a beard. Trim the beard? Yeah, or I mean, do besides putting on a suit, maybe like a, a haircut or hair wash or something. Now, I also feel bad for uh, these guys. When you search on Google Images for Michael Rotondo, you get the guy we're talking about, the long-haired dude. Uh, but you also get a chef in San Francisco who looks nothing like the guy in question. And then you also get this guy on it's LinkedIn. <laughs> and you got to feel bad for some folks. Like, say somebody, anybody, that just happened because they thought it would maybe give her a great career. Name their daughter Stormy Daniels. Oh. You know? Like, you know. And then all of a sudden, now somebody... Like, what if your actual name turns out to be some famous porn star name? It's like, That's an unfortunate day. It's office space, man. Oh, Michael Bolton? My, Michael Bolton. I was Michael Bolton first. <laughs> yeah, your name gets stolen. I hope nobody steals Joey Clark. I've seen a few. Uh-oh. Out there. You get none of this. I'm the only one of these. You're the only Seth Spotlow out yeah. in the world? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I used to be afraid that I was alone. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm the only one with my name. And uh, then Wanted come out. And, you know, he does the Google search and nothing comes up when he searches his name. Uh-huh. And so I did that out of curiosity. I was like, I'm gonna, nothing's going to come up with my name. And then I got like, there's 14 other people with my exact name in the United States. Wow. So I just put in Joey Clark to the Google search. I think mine comes up. I'm, on, I'm at the top there. You're the, you're the top I'm four. At the top. Yeah, there's some of my blog posts. Your your picture is the first picture in the image results. Is that him or Tim Burton? Mm-hmm. No, 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 there's some dude doing the stupid yeah. Snapchat puppy face thing. But you're third. I'm third. Is that him? Oh, wow. That's dude. me. How come I... Your picture, when I see your picture, I cannot tell it's you. I always think it's somewhat, somebody famous or something. Like, that kind of looks like Tim Burton. That's me. Well, I think he does faces when he takes pictures. He just doesn't so know. So, well, it depends. It depends. Uh, on man, you get me. I'm, I'm gullible. And I'm like, who is that dude? I'm, I'm literally sitting with the same angle that Eric, or excuse me, fiance has on me right now. <laughs> the cat's already out of the yeah, bag. I know. People know. 
But why is this very attractive woman come up in Google Images if I search my name? I don't understand. That shirtless dude to the left. Oh, this guy? Joey the Sandman <laughs> Clark. <laughs> so there's an MMA fighter out there. <laughs> I know where he got his name from. He could probably kick my ass, but uh, I'm getting there in terms of the physique. Sure, you better watch out, Sandman. I'm coming <laughs> back to reclaim my name. Who's uh, I'm putting him the, to sleep. Is that the same guy up here to the right? Look like Chris Angel. Right here? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the Sandman. Yeah. So apparently there's an MMA. That's an emo fighter. Uh, no, there's an inmate. And this is his <laughs> mugshot named Joey Clark. Why is this attractive chick? Is her actual name Joey Clark? Uh, Joey's a chick's name. Yeah, I suppose it is. It could be. You know. But it, uh, it's, yeah. With the Y, though? Is that a chick's name? I don't know. Yeah, she's in Beverly Hills. And who's this dude? He's second fiddle. He's literally <laughs> second fiddle. <laughs> second fiddle productions. Yeah, it's it's weird searching your own name on the Google. You find all sorts of things. <laughs> like a chick with a puppy. I don't know. We're we've digressed. Is way that too an much. old picture of you right there? Where? Right, yeah, oh, right there. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's the picture that was used when I made the uh, libertarian men's uh, twenty sexiest libertarians alive. You did? Yeah, I did. Wow. I did. I'm not making that's it up. That's high five worthy, I'll dude. I'll pull it up. I'll that's pull it up. cool. And Is I, that not awesome? Uh, let's do this. Mine's uh, just the most likely to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 20 of the hottest libertarian men alive from June 20th, 2014. So we're almost four Holy years crap. away. And and let's see what they wrote up about me. Uh, I know a few of these guys. Yeah, I hung out with that dude, Mr. Tucker. Uh, yeah. Not much is known about Joey Clark amongst the movement. I guess they're talking about the libertarian movement. And that's how I like it. I like to be a bit of a mystery. He does a podcast called The Joey Clark Show, and he's got these dreamy eyes that make you want to, uh, double up, uh, uh. Well, that part is true. <laughs> Studied poli-sci at Auburn University, where the wild things are, and he's a host... At Viewpoint, man, they really did their research. <laughs> research Lives in Alabama, but he's not a redneck. Am I a redneck? No. No. That's the V-neck. I'm not a, a V-neck, yeah. <laughs> he's just a very pretty man. <laughs> what? I've seen you in too many scarves to be a redneck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it. How's everybody doing tonight? You ready to rock? Uh, Dude, that is a great photo. Yeah. Oh, the sad-eyed photo? They're yeah. all sad-eyed with That's you. That's me four years ago. Really? Well, there's a lot of pain behind these eyes. Yeah, man. True blue. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want blue he eyes. Didn't, he didn't finish. He's just a pretty man who loves Bitcoin, Bitcoin liberty, and spreading, spreading the, the message. message. Oh, spread the massage, man. Spread the massage. I love these pieces <laughs> of crap articles. Dude, that was just cool. Okay, now look at number 13. Number 13? Look who beat you. Adam Kokesh? <laughs> yeah, that's a man's man right there. Yeah, Kokesh is a little nuts. He got arrested for loading a shotgun on the mall in Washington, D.C. to prove uh, a point. And they took a video of it, and they arrested him. Uh, he looks... Yeah. Yeah. Wait, who, who else is on these things? Uh, you are stuck between some people. Yeah. Some I people. mean, look at... I, I just feel like it was a pity. Uh, it was a pity <laughs> placement on this list. 
I think I just had the right connections. Like Ram Paul's number eight. <laughs> Ram Paul's not that sexy. What's this? This is just crap. If you would have been on the beach, you would have won. Yeah, I think so. Ah, just anyway, this is what they do. They like, oh, I had some connections to the people who wrote this piece of crap, and it's like, well, put Joey on it. Awesome, man. But it's just stupid. <laughs> so it's great. Well, I, nothing came of it. Well, you don't care. I, I didn't get any great. dates from it. You will. Not yet. Not yet. Well, not because yet. not much is known about me. Mm-hmm. But it is weird. And, like, I try not to even think in these terms. Like, what's my social media footprint? Like, how many people are listening to me? I mean, that's partly the business. But I just kind of want to figure myself out. Thank you for not being one of them. Yeah. People on their phones all the time. I'm on my phone. Not all the time. I'm talking to y'all. Yeah. This I'm, is not a phone. Yeah, this is a conversation. This is an actual conversation. Mm-hmm. So, what's the next concert? Rob Zombie, possibly. 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 If not that, then uh, definitely Nine Inch Nails, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Nine Inch Nails, we you have actually to, you have to go to the box. We off. have to yeah. go that morning at 8 o'clock to buy the tickets, and then the show will be that night. That's the only way that you can get tickets. They sold them that first day. You could go to the box office there, and you could buy the ticket, or they're selling them at the box office the day of the show. Day of. At 8 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Is and th- is this really like a protest of digital media? Well, not and- For the most part, yes. yes. But like, there's, there's <clears throat> from what I read, there's going to be a point in time during the day where they're going to, all right, release a handful of tickets to online sales. So you don't, if you, you just got to be ready first, yeah. you know? And that's hard. Yeah. They'll be gone like that. All right. Swear to God, you blink. I mean, one yeah. misclick and they're gone. You you don't. Do you know? I know. It don't. They're just gone. Everybody wants to go. Mm. Like last night's show, two, three. How many thousand people you think were there? Not many. Not 10,000 people. No. Maybe two or three. Y'all told me this story off air where there was a guy and gal there. looked like they were together. <laughs> when they showed up together. Yeah. And, like, the girl just wandered off. She just left. They, they were definitely a couple. Yeah. And, uh, she did, like, before the opener come on, uh, he's off running around, and she gets up and goes, like, to the bathroom or something. And, middle of the opener, I see her walking up the aisle. <clears throat> like, she's going up the aisle to go around to get on her side of the whatever, and she never comes back. Like, we get three or four songs into the A Perfect Circle performance, and I'm like, dude, I'm starting to worry about that girl because she ain't come back. She why was would, tiny. Why would she's she? She's gone. Yeah. Like, she's in the bathroom corner, slumped down somewhere. Yeah, she she but you know. y'all saw her later. She knew what she was doing, right? He, of course, friendly dude over here. He gets up. I'll be right back. He goes out, and like five minutes later, he comes back. He's like, oh, she's outside. She's cool. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. but it was just weird. I don't. Know, maybe that, maybe she's not the fan. Maybe she just went to appease the dude. Maybe that yeah. that might be the case. I that did happen to me when I went to the wrestling thing at Birmingham, at the BJCC. Yeah, I love the name of that place, <laughs> the BJCC. <laughs> oh, I never thought about it like that. Well. No, but it's uh, I'm in line, and there's this woman who it's like you've gotten way too much sun. You're wearing way too much makeup. Other than that, you're pretty hot. It's the difference between hot and beautiful. Mm-hmm. She was hot. I didn't think she was that beautiful. And she's got her two little boys with her, and she's like made some comment to me. I'm like, all right, uh-huh. 
And then she's like, boys, go play with your father. And then she like looks at me and is like, oh, that's my effing stephusband. Or, or their, oh. their effing stepfather, and that's my husband. It's like, I just met you. Why are you telling me this? And she started talking about how she had the guy on the side and all the stuff. And she's like, yeah, I saw you earlier when we came in the building. I'm like, freaking me out, lady. That's terrible. Yeah. That is awful. That is how you get murdered. She's setting you up for death. Yeah. Don't do it. It freaked me out. Run. I'm like, I came to wrestling for wholesome family entertainment. Not for that. Not to become your side piece. You know he's huge and bald and ready to smash, Hulk. (laughs) Well, on that note... Thank you guys for being here. No problem. Thank, Thank you. you I'll be back tomorrow night. <laughs> we'll figure out what we're doing then.